The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. I was just in as um, I was just in New York for the weekend, and it's the um, it's the anniversary of Sri Chinmoy's. In the Indian tradition, they say Maha Samadhi. It's when he left the body. So Maha means great, and Samadhi is that highest realm of consciousness. So the the celebration of the teachers Maha Samadhi is like the celebration of them entering into the higher highest realm for the last time, the great Samadhi. And so we were all gathered there. There were probably 300 people or so. And a couple friends and I did a reading from the Ramayana. So we do it like a radio show. You know, there's someone on playing music and they um, have a couple different people reading and different voices and sound effects. So it's really uh, creative. And there was a passage that we read that I wanted to um, touch base on tonight because I thought it was uh, so poignant for learning meditation. And to set the scene... To set the scene, it's towards the end of the story, and what it is is when um, remember the, the the great king had no sons, and so they made this sacred offering to Indra, and he came down through the smoke, and and what appeared at the sacrifice was then a bowl of uh, like spiritual nectar, and then each of the queens drank some of it, and then they gave birth to the four sons, and Rama was one of them. And so the idea is that each of these sons is one quarter of this great spirit energy of um, uh, Narayana, the great uh, Vishnu. And so the, the whole journey of their lives takes place, and now it's time for one of the brothers to return to the highest realm. His, his play is done. And so this is a description of him leaving the body, which I thought was really beautiful. And Rama, I think it was the first queen who drank half the, the, the um, bowl of liquid. And so her son was like the most complete because that was half and then of the other two wives, uh, one drank half of that and the other drank the other part. Let's see, there were three wives and there were four sons. So the first wife drank half and that gave birth to Rama. Then the next wife drank half of what was remaining. The final wife then drank half of that and that left that one little bit, and the, one of the wives drank that, and so she had two sons. 
And so this is Lakshmana, who was the, um, the dearest to Rama. So Rama's the great king, the great character. Rama looked at Lakshmana. Farewell, my brother. So he's saying goodbye to Lakshmana. Lakshmana made no answer. He walked three times around Rama and left the palace. He went half a league to where the Sarayu River swiftly flowed. Lakshmana sat by the running river. With eyes open, he looked around him and saw all things as Rama, thought of all things as Rama. And so, the first thing we see is that he's going beyond the surface appearance of things. So we know that in our day-to-day life, this is a floor, that's a picture, this is my leg, and we see them as separate objects. But either in a deep spiritual consciousness or if you're able to see things at the atomic level, things at a deeper level are either pure spirit, if you're thinking spiritually, or that's all atoms and molecules. And so the first thing that's happening is with even his eyes open, he's looking and he's just seeing everything as Rama. He's seeing everything as God. There's no more division. And not only is he seeing everything in that way, but even within his mind, all of his thoughts are merging into just Rama, into God, into truth. He rinsed his mouth with clear water and then, through the practice of pranayama, he stopped his breathing. And so in the, when we're doing the meditation, we're slowing down our breath. And as you slow down your breathing, your mind becomes more calm, your body becomes more calm. And, and we're doing, when we do that, we're doing one form of pranayama, which is prana is your breath, or life force, yama means control. So we're doing one form of pranayama. Well, the, the pranayama as a whole is systematized in, a, in an intricate detail. There's whole books, you know, three inches thick on all the variations of pranayama through the various nostrils, how long you hold the breath on the inhale, how long you hold the breath on your exhale, innumerable exercises. The bottom line being that when your mind completely stops, breath completely stops, but you don't die necessarily. You're, you're, you're drawing in cosmic energy at a much deeper level. And so he rinsed his mouth with clear water and stopped his breathing. So like a great yogi, he's able to immediately halt his breath and have his mind become silent. The luminous person within Lakshmana's heart, the soul no bigger than a thumb, made ready to leave the world behind. The luminous person within Lakshmana's heart. And so in the practice of meditation, we're trying to feel our heartbeat and the ancient 
writings of yoga say that deep inside your heartbeat is your spiritual heart. And by that deep inside, what's meant is a level of awareness. So most of the time, we're not even conscious of our heartbeat. So the first step is, okay, let me, let me be aware of my heart. Let me feel my heartbeat. And then when you can take your awareness even deeper, deep inside that level of awareness of heartbeat, you start to become aware of your spiritual heart. And the, the books of yoga say that deep inside your spiritual heart is the soul. And the soul in the Indian scriptures is, is, is often described as no bigger than your thumb, the tip of your thumb, a luminous light the size of a thumb deep, deep inside your heart. And so this is that description, the luminous person within Lakshmana's heart, the soul, no bigger than a thumb, made ready to leave this world behind. And so that's a nice visual image of what we're each looking for in our meditation practice, is that luminous being deep inside our hearts. Yeah, Luke. Well, the first que- your first question is, is it forever, this, this luminous being? Right, so he's, he's, um, he's leaving his physical body behind, and then the soul is described as that which fire cannot burn, that which wind cannot dry, that which water cannot wet. So the soul is this eternal dimension, and it's our essence. And the soul coming into the physical world, you can kind of think of it also as like a point of gravity. So, you know, that point of gravity draws things towards it. And so the soul draws a physical body, it draws a mind, it draws an emotional being. And then, but then when the soul leaves, leaves this physical realm, these things dissipate. And so it is, it is eternal. It's our essence. And it's what we're searching for in our practice. And it's that which remains after we leave the physical coil. The luminous person within Lakshmana's heart, the soul no bigger than a thumb, made ready to leave this world behind. The life centers, the life centers stopped spinning and went out. The life centers stopped spinning and went out. And so there's the analogy to the chakras or the description of the chakras, these spirals of energy, which physiologically are places where nerves come together, the the nerves of our body at these different um, plexes. And so these life, this this spinning life energy, so these, these, um, these life centers stopped spinning and went out. And Lakshmana's energy the fourth part of Lord Narayana. So again, back to that bowl. He's one quarter of this energy of Narayana. Rose step by step up along his backbone. 
through his spine, seeking flight out of the crown of his head where the skull bones join their seams. So it's a really beautiful physical description of the soul leaving the earthly coil. So the life, the, the chakras stop spinning and the, the, the core energy starts to go up the spine and then out the crown chakra. Now an interesting parallel here is when you read about near-death experiences. If anybody's read, I've just read a great book called Proof of Heaven. It's about a, a neurologist who has an out-of-body experience. Really great book. His name's Eben Alexander. And in it, and in other near-death experiences, people describe going into this tunnel of light. They're going through a tunnel towards this light. Well, you could, this is an exact, you could, it's possible this is the description of that, is that the, the, the being, our essence, is going up this tunnel of the, the spine, the spinal cord, through this tunnel towards this light, which is the crown chakra. Now what happens in the near-death experiences is people get really close to that light, but something happens and they get pulled back in. And then hence they're able to recount, recount the experience. But it's interesting that parallel because um, when, our, when our physical being first comes into existence and the cells are multiplying, one of the first things the cells do is, is wrap around themselves, creating that, the first structure that's created is our, um, our uh, the spinal, the center of the spinal cord. So that's how we begin, and in the Indian philosophy, that's how we end, we go out that cord. Lakshmana shut his eyes and watched the lights of his life slowly die. The lights of a war fought long ago, the lights of his first love and marriage, the lights of his childhood, and he thought, it's like Something that I made once, all of us made it together. And these lights, that's another thing you read about in the near-death experiences, is people seeing the lights, seeing their lives flash by, all the events of their lives. And so you see also, Lakshman is watching, watching his life, and it's all disappearing but then that beautiful thought that it's like a dream that we all together, all of us that were involved in this, created. We created this beautiful dream together. And now it's just, it's going out. Now we shift scenes. In heaven, so way up in heaven, Lord Indra heard empty stone vault doors closing one after another in echoes. And so Indra up in heaven is, is experiencing Lakshmana dying. 
because Lakshman is this great warrior on earth. And so Indra's experience up in heaven is he's up there and he's hearing empty stone vault doors closing, one after another in echoes. Sight was closing, hearing closing, mind turning within. Spirit was rising and leaving empty rooms. The ether space within the heart was empty. Fires and lamps turned off. Locks and threads snapped and untied. All being released. And so this is, this is a, Indra's description of what he's experiencing of Lakshmana leaving his body. So these vault doors closing one after another. This is Lakshmana leaving the physical world. You know how it is described as going up the spine. Lakshmana's spirit's going up the spine. And as it goes, these doors are shutting. It's the end of a chapter. And then he says, sight was closing, hearing closing, mind turning away. And so this is also what happens as you go into meditation. You're not, you're not completely shutting down sound, but you're greatly narrowing it. You're going from looking all over the place, eyes jumping around, to focusing on one thing. So, so to an extent, hearing is quieting down. Eyes are quieting down. You're quieting yourself down. In this case, Lakshmana is leaving the body. So, spirit was rising and leaving empty rooms. The ether space within the heart was empty. So even our beautiful spiritual hearts and love and the, this, the, all these emotions, that disappears. Fires and lamps turned off, the fires of thought, the lamps of perception. Locks and threads snapped and untied. So it's said that within our being, there's all these locks, there's all these um, points of connectedness that hold us together. They're they're, they're all being released. Indra, so he's been up in heaven. Indra swept across Koshala invisibly. That, that's where Lakshmana lives. So Indra swept across Koshala invisibly. He took Lakshmana's soul into his own heart and flew to heaven, carrying him and bearing light. Indra, the bright king of the sky, took Lakshmana away. Lakshmana's body fell into the water and was gone. Lakshmana's body fell into the water and was gone. So it's a really beautiful way to look at at a person transitioning into the realm of the spirit. So we have like this inner description of what's going on, the spirit rising up through the spine, the energy center shutting down. Then we have this, rel- this vision of the, the higher world. So a lot of spiritual books talk about when you die, your beloved relatives or those who you know, are rooting for you all the time, they come and they gather up your spirit and take you. And then you know, the body, body falls into the water and is gone. 
And so in our bringing it back into our own practice, realizing that in a, in a subtle way, that's what you're doing in your practice of meditation, is you're shutting down, you're quieting down the senses, you're slowing down your breathing. You're not killing yourself, but to an extent, you're, you're dying to the world enough so you can remember what's going on inside. Because that soul, that spirit, no bigger than a thumb, is inside us all the time. But because our senses are so focused outward, we've lost that awareness. And so the practice of meditation is about turning that within and feeling it again. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.